Hey, Trekoff fans, if you're listening to this, then you probably have some friend somewhere who also likes Star Trek and probably also like podcasts. So please tell them to listen to us, to search us on iTunes, to search for Trekoff or to go to trekoffpodcast.com. Also, if you like Star Wars, you want to go to popoffpodcast.com because we're doing our Star Wars retrospective there. That's it. Please let everyone know so we get more listeners. Enjoy Trekoff! It's time for Trekoff. We'll put our runabout right in your wormhole. <laughs> Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. <laughs> My name is Alexia, but I'll say it normal. Hi. <laughs> Hi. We're back on the mic. Hi. <laughs> Today we are talking. Today. Today. <laughs> we're talking about Klingons. Klingons. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's so much to say. Uh, who's yeah. your favorite? Let's just start off. Who's your favorite Klingon? Ooh, that's tough. Let me rephrase. Uh, Who is your favorite Klingon to watch and... Who do you think does that? Yeah, I can hear you messing around with the mic a lot, though. <laughs> Touching it. Who's your favorite Klingon to watch? Touching. And who do you think plays the Klingon the best? Because those are two different answers for me. Um, so let me start off. Uh, let's just start off easy. Who is your... My brain hurts right now. Your favorite so you Klingon. All right. Th- th- how about I answer first and you'll see what I mean. I All right. Wait. Hold on. Say it again. <laughs> who do you think does the best Klingon? Okay, no. And, and who's your yeah. favorite Klingon to watch? And I'll give you what I'll, I'll answer first just so wait, you understand wait, what wait, I mean. Wait, 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 So you understand the parameters <laughs> of what I'm saying, okay? <laughs> wait, hold on. So oh, wait, oh, here one, we go. <laughs> okay, I've had a long day, okay? Okay. Be nice. Uh, do we want to talk about your day? We could because I'm really tired. For a second, we can talk about your day. Can we? Yeah, sure. Daryl, just go to sleep. Oh, Mr. A, sorry, just go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, you were there. You, you saw my day. Yeah. <laughs> How was your day? It was, it was so Klingons. Exhausting. You're such a dick. <laughs> I would like to submit. <laughs> you knew it's coming. Man. I know. I d- and I walked right into it. That's how I exhausted I am. <laughs> like I, I didn't even actually see it he, coming when I showed up. I wonder if he really worried about my day. I wonder if he actually cares about my day. Oh wait, he doesn't. That's the same gag <laughs> that they used to do with uh, that. Um, what's his name? That Will Will used to do with uh, Dan Guy and the Suckcast, which. They have had new episodes since July, and they're still advertising for their show. Um, go listen to the old episodes of the Suckcast, guys. <laughs> the old episodes from nineteen hundred and fifty-four. Yeah, we'll, we'll re-release it like classic X-Men. Stop <laughs> it! Everybody will want to hear it. Yeah. Wow. If you haven't heard it, it's new to you. So I'm hurting everyone. Listen I'm to what they old. think of the first Transformers movie. Um, God, so that was a long time ago. I know, guys. Get back on the ball, man. I know that's oh weird. Oh my huh? gosh! Are you kidding? Hey, I started watching Doctor Who. I want to watch that show. Um, what, I tried, but it scared me. What's interesting? And I was really drunk when I tried to watch it. Well, David Tennant. No, I don't really care what you're talking. David about. Tennant <laughs> plays Doctor Who, and he's Barty Crouch Jr. in in. Uh, I know it. Yeah, with the with the tongue, right? Yeah, with the licky thing. And I really love him as the Doctor. He's actually much better as the Doctor. But uh, oh, you didn't like him as Barty? The episode I well, he wasn't on all that much. Um, the episode I just so? watched of Doctor Who. The fuck. Uh, the actor who played Barty Crouch Sr. was on as a guest star. And it was kind of fun. And it came out oh. right after the movie. So evidently they like met on the movie and, and oh, really? a little cameo. Well, oh, that's a nice story. And they just had an, ep- an episode that uh, cameoed Anthony Stewart head. Oh, really? Which was uh, not cameo. It was a main character in the episode. And in the same episode, they had one of the doctor's companions from like the 60s, like all older now, but the same character, same char- not just same actress. Like they did on DS9. S- same character. Yeah. With the uh, Klingons. Well nice. done. Name them. What are their names? What are the name of those three Klingons? 
Oh, jeez. Oh. You can't ask me that after today. I can't? No. I'll give you one. No. I'll give you one. You're going to take the easy one. Fuck you. Koloth. Yeah, that's the easy one. Core. <laughs> I forget the name of the third one. I don't know because my brain Koloth, is Koloth, Core, and uh, Kang. 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 Um, all right, yeah, t- talk to me for a second about your day, and let's talk Klingons after that. But sure, I'm, our audience could, would love to hear about you. Don't even anything. care, don't but, uh, like but our care. audience does, so it doesn't matter if I you. Oh, yeah, you guys care. That's so nice. They told me because Justin doesn't. He's a poop face. Okay. <laughs> it's been so long she forgot how to talk into the mic. Oh fuck you! I know. <laughs> Seriously, I would like to submit that you are a douche. Wow. <laughs> Dick hole douche nozzle. Got <laughs> dick, it. <laughs> dick hole douche nozzle. Hey, better. I'm writing ninjas versus monsters right now, and I just wrote that line. I know I, I said dick face douche nozzle is a line that I just wrote. Is it really? <laughs> it is. Guess it's a classy line. <laughs> Guess who says it? Kyle. Yeah, of course. Of course, Kyle. <laughs> of says course, it. Kyle says. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who says it? Who's, Kyle. Shut the fuck up. Who says dick face douche nozzle? Not Kyle. Oh. He says it to Dracula. <laughs> I. I <laughs> and I, I, I almost put Dracula in the line, so he goes, "You're a dick face douche nozzle, Dracula," because I just wanted that line to exist. In a and, movie. And I just wanted that line to exist. But I, I couldn't, I couldn't make it fit. You so. couldn't justify it. Yeah, but I so wanted that line to just exist. Yeah, I, it's just it's hard for me to add the the, the Dracula. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Tell so, me. So, too tell, much? so real quick, speaking about movies speaking that about are being movies made. That made that yeah, are being please. Made. Yeah, yes, go and be, and be sure to name check it while you do it. I don't even know tell, what that means. Tell the audience the name of the film. Oh, yeah. okay. She's talking in code. <laughs> we're, we were um, holding auditions today for a couple of the roles in um, the film that we're going to be doing um, called The Quantum Suicide of Sophie Miller, in which I play Sophie Miller. Ah! See, this is just what happened. You just break shit. At least I didn't almost start a fire this time. That's true. It's a valid point. That was like 22 episodes ago. <laughs> I'm talking to Mike, too. Yeah, see? Oh, and what were you saying to me? I was saying that you should tell us about your day because no, we talked about... I think you were talking about the For mic. like 10 minutes about whether or not you're going to tell me about your day. I'm sure this is the most fascinating... Oh my God, of- whatever. Welcome to Trek Off. <laughs> <laughs> that should up? be a new thing. See, that's what you get. See, because they care. They care that I'm Then tired. tell them about your fucking day. Just that, just that we had the auditions. For like, what? For See, the, you the, weren't even lit. That's, isn't that fucked up, people? Seriously. Like, everyone no, else no, is like, me out. Justin, no, you, it was the quantum suicide of Sophie Miller, the movie that she's that she's casting for. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, to be fair, to be, all right, the, shut up. See, you're being punished. To, to our audience is being punished. <laughs> no, you are. <laughs> to be, all right, thank you. To be fair, um, I need to call myself out on something. So, like, last time we recorded, we had this very in-depth conversation where they were, I was offering my opinion about what to do in this case, in this case, in that case, and everything about the movie coming up. It was a very in-depth conversation. And then today, um, they tell me they're making a movie. I knew it was a play, and they, they told me they're making a movie of it. And I said, you're making a movie of that? And they're like, yeah. I was like, oh. And then for like the rest of the day, I was kind of smarting about it. Like, And like, what's funny is, is Mr. A told me that on the ride here. He was like, so I told Justin what we were doing today. And he was all, he had like this tone. Like, like we never <laughs> mentioned this movie to him before. I know. I know. And I was like, what the fuck? And to be honest, you guys you guys came over and you were like, yeah, we talked to you about it. I was like, yeah, well, maybe you remember. But I was being polite and going, maybe. And then halfway through, we like, were talking about it. I was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did talk about it. Love so, yeah. So, yeah, ADD It was exists. just clearly not important enough for him and to I have, remember. No, it's not that at all. Oh, it's sure. not that at all. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. I got, yeah. Fucking. Oh, we, we of course, 
um, since we recorded last, finished the Kickstarter campaign and and and, and got, got all the money. Your goal. And so we're so congratulations. Yeah, thank you thank to you anyone who a particular Trek off Banshee uh, <laughs> who, who helped who out who in helped that us. effort and ever others too. I'm sure there's some others in there. Um, uh, but I don't know who else are fans. If you're fans, please email me at justin at trekoffpodcast yes, like and and I will forward any nice ones over to Alexia. Um, uh, Does that mean that people say mean things and you don't tell me? Nobody says anything. We, like I, <laughs> I know that we've got we've got this like, like a conspiracy. Don't tell we, me. we we end up topping out at, at, a, at like a couple hundred you know listeners when by the time all said and done usually in the first week and a half we get like 115 120 and so i know you're listening man so email us say tr- hi tr- you know justin at trickoutpodcast.com we'd love to hear from you i think i have an email address too i don't know what it is I th- but it's I think probably I alexia it, we're probably. not we're not that creative no we're, we're not really like, not we're not getting clever not, over not, here. Not, not like like like, like red sonja <laughs> <laughs> although could i be red sonja that yeah, would be, that'd be awesome. badass um speaking <laughs> of badass let's talk about Klingons. Okay. All right. Um, well, can we talk about the fact that that you called me at some point, and and we're like, listen, you have to watch right, this listen. thing that's on Netflix. Oh, did you watch it? You watch the captain? And I did. Wasn't it good? It was amazing. Yeah. So yeah, talk about it. Yeah, I'd love to talk about it. It's called the captains. It was, and so he called me up, and and you're all, listen, this thing is is just beautiful. It's on Netflix. It's the captains. It's Shatner going around talking to everyone who's been a, a captain of the Enterprise. Yeah. And I was like, that sounds like something I really want to watch. And like I immediately as soon as we got off the phone, like I made myself a little sandwich <laughs> and then I fired up Netflix. And Did you I make Mr. A it. watch it too? Um, no, I told him about it after he got home because I was like, you really I think you'll really enjoy this. Yeah, I can't um, get Kelly to watch it either. I think he'll watch it. It's just it's hard because he's been working really hard recently and he's in sales. So it's been like long nights and stuff. So we don't have a lot of free time. He comes home and there's enough time to like maybe grab it's like a Willy nosh Loman and go to sleep. There. <laughs> 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 so, um, but it was nice that I, I got to watch it and I, I cried, of course, because that's the, the kind of person that I am. Yeah. Um, and it was beautiful. And I particularly like, I you know. The Patrick Stewart interview is Yes, is like amazing. it was really interesting because I didn't, Okay, here's what I guess I after what you told me what I expected to get out of it. Yeah. Okay, I expected that I was going to get to sort of see the, a little bit of the real people behind the captains, and I was like so fan. You get to about really that, see you know? them. You get to really. You do. I was like, this is going to be so fun, and we're going to learn little cool facts, and that was true. Yeah. But there was actually like an emotional journey. Especially with Patrick Stewart, I would yes, say. Yes, w- but it was, I mean, it was a, an And to emotional a lesser extent with Kate Mulgrew, actually, that I felt that too. Yeah, but I felt like it was almost, the like, for me, that it was about Shatner's emotional journey. Of course it and is. He wrote, he directed it. It's, he, but he no, thinks it he's was, very important. Oh, no. No, he no. is important. No, You no. take that back. No. He thinks as though that shit Look, ain't true. I will tell, he is important, but I will tell you this. When I first read uh, The Return, which is the Star Trek book he wrote, it literally is a book about Captain Kirk being resurrected and beating up everybody on Next Bad Generation. Ass. Because because Shatner is the best. <laughs> but that's Kirk what he wants. Like, it's the idea is that he's thinking, you know what I want to do? I want to kick the shit out of Jordy. <laughs> it's Fuck Jordy. Fuck Jordy. Fuck Jordy and fuck him in his so, ass. You know what? Look, there's, look the, the, man has a, the man has a healthy ego. And, and and to deny that that is true, if you're going to love him, love him for what he is. Absolutely. But here's the thing. Like, he doesn't... If we're going to be damned, let us be damned for what we truly are. It's right there. It's right from Encounter at Four Point, right there. Here's the thing. It's not... I, 
when you're arrogant to some extent or confident, like it doesn't bother me if you have the ability to back it up, which he does. He does. Yeah. And certainly. I don't. He's, and I, and I honestly, I didn't feel a whole lot of, you know, especially after all the sort of stories you hear over the years, particularly about Shatner. Like I did not get any kind of ego vibe when watching him do. This. Oh no! Well, uh, like I definitely felt like it was an emotional journey that he was experiencing sure. and wasn't planned. Sure, and that he I, I had a beautiful you. moment by the end there with Patrick Stewart, where he kind of came to a realization about like his career and his life. That I, be- was I, just I believe you. Beautiful. Yeah. I agree with you. And oh, I it's... think he was really trying to get the information and and you know everybody's part in in this you know Star Trek phenomenon. And I would say that if you enjoyed that. Um, I look. I think the guy was an arrogant douchehead, and uh, for a long time, I'm sure time. there probably was a time that was um, true. Which, which although, makes although, sense. although now, the more I hear about it, the more it's the the more I truly believe that he was really insecure in dealing with it by being an arrogant douchehead. Right. Um. Uh. But I would read or listen to if you enjoy audiobooks, um, Star Trek memories, Star Trek movie memories, and then he's got another one. I know the covers. He's like slapping his face like that. Um. And it's three autobiographies. And the third one, he talks about the uh, finding his wife dead, which he did. He found her dead oh in the pool. Oh, my God. Um, he was actually accused for a little bit about it. And then. Oh, my God. You don't remember this? No. Yeah. But it turned out, no, he wasn't. But it's 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 very honest. Wow, that's terrible. It's very honest. And it talks about his career and it talks about his life. And I would recommend all three books. They're fascinating reads. And I would put this movie right with it. I like the captains a lot. I loved it. Like, and um, it was so interesting to see kind of who they were as people and, and some of the like some of the things Avery that Kate Brooks, Mulgrew said. Avery Brooks seems to me profound and insane. Totally. I mean, I would totally want to hang with that cat. For like, like for like a half hour. I would probably hang with him for longer because I'm a little bit nuttier than you. But like just for the experience. But like there were seriously moments where like you could see Shatner try to kind of make sense. Like what did that man just say? Here's the thing like, about it. Like try to bring it to a place I wonder of how sanity. Much, <laughs> I wonder of how much is editing because the way the movie looks, it looks like Shatner's like, like, so what do you think about playing Captain Cisco? And then he sits down and starts and playing, starts jazz, playing and jazz. Like it's an answer. Singing. I mean, it's and, like. And I wonder if I wonder if it's a if it's a. If that's editing, if I that's do, editing magic. Yeah, like if if like he if he like hits a couple chords and he goes, I don't know. I thought that it was okay, but they started with him playing <laughs> chords <laughs> and they edited so, together because it's, I yeah. don't know how you go from that emotional place. I don't know that because like, there's a vibe. I, I mean, you can feel it. Yeah, edit, well, I mean, you can do that with editing too. Editing is a oh, powerful you can create art. the vibes. Yeah, I yeah. guess because I've never edited, so I don't, yeah. I don't have that. Experience well, look at those trailers of, we watched, like for Shining. You know, you can you can make things. You can you can really take yes things and, make and no, things, especially if you're an experienced editor. But that 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 anyway, the captains. Yeah. So the premise of the movie is that William Shatner interviews uh, Patrick Stewart, Avery Brooks, Kate Mulgrew, Scott Bakula, and Chris Pine. Um, and it completely confirmed what I believe about Scott Bakula that he's a beautiful person. Yeah, I, I do too. To just I, know him. I, I would say that Scott Bakula comes off like not a movie star. He everybody oh, else yeah. comes everybody comes off actory except for him. He comes off as as just genuine. He like you would not know this man as an actor. You would think this man's a, a normal guy. Like you, you you wouldn't look at him and go, this guy's been a television star for twenty years and is a millionaire. You wouldn't think that. You would just go, he's no. he looks he's an average guy. And he and he And there's such a sweet and kindness about him. Yep, like that's just absolutely. I don't know. I love it. Absolutely. There's no, no you know the word we're looking for? He he doesn't put on any airs. Yeah. At all. At all. And he deserves to. Look, whether or not you hated Enterprise and some people did, he also was the star of one of the most acclaimed science fiction shows Quantum of all Leap, time, Quantum Leap. And 
And so and that shit was amazing. So whether or not you dug Enterprise, and there are people who do and people don't, Quantum Leap is also, the man has earned his stripes. He also has been on Broadway. He's got a- He's a hell of an actor. Yeah, you know, this guy is, is- I love that he talks about how he still trains to this day. Like, because yeah, that's, that's a lessons. truism. He takes voice lessons. You know, like, yeah. like that's, you're always learning. Yeah, like, you're I, never done as an actor. And, and for him, of all people to say, like, that's just- it's so grounded. But the Patrick you know? Stewart interview is, a, well, one, they're friends and we know that they're friends. They've been friends since generations. Yeah. Um, uh, but the, the reality of the two of them speaking, look, the fact is, I think that DS9 is the best of the shows. <laughs> um, I think that Voyager is better than Enterprise. You think Enterprise is better than Voyager? Great. I do. Um, because it is. And, and, and I think that the new Star Trek movie is astoundingly good. It's very good. But unless that spawns like a series of like six movies or something, Star Trek will always be Kirk and Picard. It'll always be. There will be people who, people who go, Kirk is better than Picard. There'll be people who go, Picard, Picard is better than Kirk. But it's... Because that's the, the age-old question. All of the next-gen shows, including Enterprise, all yeah. the shows in the Berman era will all be seen as an offshoot of, of Next, next gen. Generation. Yeah, that's true. And it will always be Kirk and Picard. And when you see the two of them dealing with the fact that, you know what, 100 years... Look, in 100 years, nobody's going to know who Kate Mulgrew is. I'm sorry. She's going to be a footnote. It's going to be... It's going to be Patrick Stewart and William Shatner, William Shatner. and that's going to be what Star Trek was. And and then big fans will get into the other ones, yeah. you know. But they but are most people who aren't even yeah, fans will know know those two exactly. Kirk or Picard. And 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 seeing them when Patrick what well, Patrick well I don't want to spoil it. you know I don't want to spoil the end of the movie see it yeah it's watch good. it it's totally worth okay, it. Okay, look we were fifty minutes and let's do some Klingon. Kapla. Kapla. So um, my question was who is. Who is he, who, I remember your question. Who's your favorite Klingon to watch and who do you think does the best portrayal of a Klingon? Of a Klingon. Yes. Who epitomizes Klingon? Klingonness. Yeah. Totally a word by the way. Um so let's Disney. start let's start with that one. Who do you think epit- then we'll say our favorite to watch? No, uh, what do you, you, you cuz you were going to you were going to say Mine? Yeah. I come out and tell you mine cuz there's a lot to talk about at Klingon. So let's Yeah, let's, no, go just just say that shit. So we'll say my favorite first. 5 minutes go. <laughs> oh, I, I, it'll take me 10 seconds. My favorite I I'm tied and <laughs> I'm, I'm tied between my two favorites. Worf because I'm so into his story mm. is very fun to watch and can be at times, incredibly fun and funny. Although, so I've, is this your Klingonness, or this, no, is, this your is your favorite to watch? My favorite to watch. Okay, but I do have a soft spot for General Chang from Star Trek VI. <sighs> um, Christopher Plummer um, uh-huh. shouting out Shakespeare, who they also talk to. In, yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, when, when he well, because yeah, there's the whole history of him and Shatner. But yeah, but but hearing you know when he says "Cry havoc and let's slip the dogs of war," and you know, and he's there, mm-hmm. I I like I dig uh, Christopher Plummer in that role and i think that he is he i think if you're and i thought it was so interesting to hear about the um the makeup choices yeah how he, they wanted to distinguish him yeah you know from well i i and this is something i heard on another podcast but i love what i love about general chang is that he lost an eye in battle or something right right and so they were like you want a prosthetic eye you want an eye patch no <laughs> fucking Fuck bolt that shit on <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's some hardcore shit like, right like, there like that like, that was a choice that was that, like the guy made a choice at some point he lost an eye it's like what do you want to do about it general he's like you know you'd be a better fighter with two eyes fuck it i don't fucking I need don't him i don't fucking need <laughs> you know, it's, um so general chang although if i'm to be honest Worf is is fun to watch because i fall because i he love is, his he's story such so a conundrum you know because he's got so many obstacles in his way yeah. to being a klingon 
you know, to to living his life. And we'll talk about I think that's something to really hit because I want to go. Worf is obviously the one we're going to talk about the most. Yeah. But um, he's kind of the key. The, Klingon, if uh, you will. Uh, but it's really that you see the Klingons through his eyes more than he's. I would say the epitome, the perfect Klingon is General Martok. That's exactly who I was. Thi- wait, wait, wait. OK, hold on. I don't even know what to do right now. We fucking agree on both on both. General Chang, too. I mean, to a lesser degree, but I, I would say that to watch Worf epitomizing yeah you know like that's it's general it's general martok it's Martok. So, it is so for those of you who are not big ds9 fans he is um he is essentially uh the right hand man to the Ooh, i do have to say i do really enjoy watching gowron too gowron is fun to watch i don't know how great of a klingon he is but he's fun as shit he's to got watch. such an interesting face and his eyes are yeah. he's got yes he's got these eyes. that's the that's kind of the feature although, i was talking about although I as guess. time went like, on and interestingly i feel like it, it's it's a weird choice because he doesn't like i think without his makeup he's very unclean on yeah like, well as time went on i think he became too aware of the fact that the eyes were what everybody loved so he started doing it all the time <laughs> and I feel like I liked him better maybe, in, maybe. in the first three or four appearances than I did later. Martok, what I like about Martok, so he's the right-hand man to him. He is kind of, the he's an underling to the most powerful Klingon in the world. So he is incredibly powerful like and has a high station, but he is absolutely has the role of a servant yep. in that regard. He, and he's committed to it. He, he You know, like he, he's committed to the Empire. He loves to fight, but not a, in a in a stereotypical type of way. He's not like, you meet other Klingons like, we're going to fight. He's not no, like I the, really feel like he hit, like the reason I feel he's like three-dimensional. he's three-dimensional. Yes, a, I feel like he's the epitome of, of Klingonness because he's not just, I think it's really easy to walk in and be like, I'm a Klingon, our yeah. fighting, our, you know, like that's easy. But like, I think what he did is he brought reason and nuance to that. Yeah, Like, totally. yes, he wants to fight. But not just to fight. No, you he, know, like he also has a wife, and he also, you know, yeah. I love when he, when he goes, "She's a cantankerous woman who shares my bed far too often for my tastes." You know, he's like, it just like, like I just love the 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 reality of of I can tell you so much about Martok's personal life and his family life uh-huh. and his and and how and he none feels of about it rings work. like false or secondary. Yeah. Like it, he seems so fleshed out, and it, and I feel like he is a large part of the rich culture. Of, sure. of, of Klingons. Outside of Worf, he's one of the very few people I felt that portrayed a Klingon that was a person who happened to be Klingon as yes. opposed to a Klingon who tried to be a person. I felt like he was like, who is this guy first? Uh-huh. And then the Klingon was laid on top of him. Well, and the Klingon part is 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 is, is melded so completely into it. Oh, yeah. he's But, that he's, it, but it doesn't feel... Like I, just, like I said, it's really easy, I think, particularly with Klingons because they've got this sort of rich background and yeah he does he does the stereotypical klingon reading and but the thing is his voice is also actually like he has yes he has first of all an amazingly Ah. full-bodied kind of voice but like also there's a truth that he puts in it like the place it comes from i think is what gets me like i don't even know how else to put that well like when you when you he plays another character and he very smart he actually credits himself differently when he plays another character on ds9 um, and he played several, I think. He's played several on different, yeah, but he other was, show, other Star Trek but, shows as well. But he played this other character, I think, after Martok had already been introduced. Yes, uh, who is this, this, this other changeling? Yep. Um, and he was so vulnerable in that role. Yep. That I was very surprised. There was an innocence 
to it. Yeah, he was able too. to pull that off. I think he's and a, he yeah, like that's an what I'm astounding saying. actor. That's, so that's what I mean. J.G. Hertzler is I'm he's a fan. brilliant. He's I'm brilliant. That's what I mean. But it comes from a place because like, yeah. it's not just because I'm a Klingon. This yeah, like it's woven into who Martog was as a man. As well as a Klingon, and that, but it was very rooted in being a Klingon. Like he was, he, his, the Empire was what was important because he believed in it, and he believed that you should fight for what you believe in. Well, he could also be like he could also be like, uh, you know, there were times he didn't want to fight. You know, there were times he'd be like, "Wharf, I don't want to quarrel with you." Like yes, kind of like he could be kind of frustrated. Well, he was a know? little bit wise too. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I he'd like, been around for a while, and he's yeah. like, "That doesn't." I mean, like a mature Klingon. You know what I mean? Like, I guess I, th- I think I think a lot of the other people that would play Klingons would fall even sort of even into this Michael trap. Dorn, even Michael Dorn. You know, you know what? Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, it's like he's, he's they very would curt. fall into just yeah, like this angry trap. And I felt like he was this world weary Klingon that like still had that fire in yeah, his belly, he but was like knew when to use it. Like it wasn't always about that. So let's let's uh, let's go back to the original series. The Klingons are there are not the Klingons that we know now. They're slimy. They're kind of used car salesmen. The reason that they they exi- the reason they existed was because the Romulans were going to be the big bad guys, but the ears were too expensive, and they wanted something that was cheaper than the ears. So it was brown makeup and a really? and a goatee. Really, um, and that's why the Klingons were the big bad guys, and <laughs> and. Uh, Eventually, they started giving the Romulans the Klingon ships on the original series, too. Um, and the Klingons got the cloaking devices. They really kind of usurped the Romulans as, as the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. They, it was about the Klingons. Um, you know, there, there are a bunch of very specific Klingon episodes, and everybody knew that the Klingons were the baddies. But I feel like the Klingons didn't make... They weren't like they. We know them now. We knew them as being bad, and their ships looked badass. I think that was. Oh the, yeah, they're the, they're the coolest ship in the originals, even more than the Enterprise. The Enterprise is beautiful, but those no, cl- but those looked. They looked dangerous. I had a. I you know a, they looked I, scary. I'm a Star Wars guy too, and when I was a kid, much more a Star Wars guy than a Star Trek guy. And I had a die cast metal, um, a die cast metal. Uh, it's not a bird of prey. It's a uh, battle cruiser, a Klingon battle cruiser, and it fit right in with my star wars toys it was it could fight it yeah, looked like it, looked it was scary it looks fast and scary yeah. and and menacing you know and i think more than anything that was the thing about the Kling- i mean more than everything any, uh, about it was in in space the klingons look dangerous when you yes. met them they're like oh i meant it should be hold away as garbage oh you know it's 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 then treble tribbles the the klingons in that particular seriously episode. yeah can you all hear this look why am I getting that look? I'm sorry. And you know, I think that's it's Kang. not even accurate. I think that's Kang or Koloth. That's not even fucking accurate. It is accurate. No, he, it's not. It wasn't all whiny like that. It was. Why you gotta hate? Stop uh, hating. I just think that it's not that I'm just. Why are you po- riding a hate train? Because I expect <laughs> certain things from Klingons. Although I love. Um, they were the first Klingons though, so have some fucking respect. Oh, okay. I love the the same actors do a much better job when we see them later in in DS9. Um, but they didn't know what they had. Look, that's the thing about the original series. As I think you appreciate the original series for what it is, and I have to try and integrate it into my into the canon of everything else. So I see those Klingons, and I go, those Klingons aren't right, because I don't see it all as this came first and they built on. I know I should. You but, should, motherfucker. But I should. see those Klingons, and I'm like, they're not acting like Klingons. What's wrong with them? What's wrong with those Klingons? They're bad. You know, and that's, you know, it's hard for me to get over that, man. You can disagree with me, but you can also understand. 
You can't at all. Mm. Great. Awesome. <laughs> well done. There's what, nothing what, to understand. Way to have an open mind there. You're just wrong. Fucko. Wrong all uh. over the place. <laughs> so I've noticed the other thing you do is what O do do? on everything. Oh. It's your other thing. What do I do? What do I do? Fucko. Oh, you like Paco. that? Or E at the end. Fucky. <laughs> fucky. What's up there, fucky? <laughs> fucky <laughs> fucky or fucko um, which one do you want to be <laughs> either one man they are the brothers grim <laughs> what's the new story <laughs> fucky and fucko <laughs> we're in space Wait a minute. i know i know my classic literature the brothers grim talk about the brother fucky grim and fucko grim and they go to they were the ones that handled the aliens the, like the, the that's aliens what i'm saying like the, uh, yeah they were the ones that when like klingons and borg and stuff landed on earth they dealt with that shit and then they, their stories never got told i it like to bullshit. tell I, I like to call borg the borg sometimes i like to call them borgs borgs <laughs> <laughs> look at all the borgs that's, over there look at all those borgs it's <laughs> crazy it's like a borgs infestation <laughs> um so so yeah i have a i have an issue with those klingons i think that then you meet um there's some klingons in, in star trek the motion pictures the next time you see them and the makeup has changed and the uniform is kind of what it becomes but they're not you don't see you see them for like one second their ship gets destroyed by the by viger and that's sort of it so really, so everything is sort of based on this performance by Christopher Lloyd. Is where it all starts. It's good. Um, it's it's it, good. Don't it is Crooge. Crooge is is sometimes it's good and sometimes I still see Doc Brown in there. That's 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 all you though, man. It's not that's, all me. That's it's you wanting to 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 see that. That's what I'm saying, and because that's another great franchise, Back to the Future. So. I love Back to the Future. Love I also it. think that and I love Doc Brown. I think that Doc Brown is is really good in Back to the Future One, and I think that he's pretty good in Back to the Future Three. And I think Back to the Future Two, he, you know, I listened to again another podcast about the Back to the Future series really? and and what they dislike about Back to the Future Two, and they were able to exemplify this in the reshoot of the end of Back to the Future One in Back to the Future Two. Now, it's worth noting, just real quick, Back to the Future 2, that they changed Jennifer's. Yes, they did. And so they had to reshoot yep. the end. Because they didn't have the same Jennifer. So so when you watch... I always wonder about why that was done. When you watch, uh, she just wasn't... She didn't act anymore. She's quit acting. She was not, and she wouldn't come back for another movie? Who wouldn't she wasn't come back for She movie? wasn't interested. She just was done. Really? Yeah. Like, she, you know this to be true? I, that's what I heard. Um, anyway, the, the, if you watch <laughs> Christopher Lloyd's performance in Back to the Future 1 and Back to the Future 2, in Back to the Future 1, it's called a nuance. It's a, in Back to the Future 2, the same scene, same shots, much bigger, much cartoonier, much, you know, he's, he's I think, playing to it I think it you're a liberally bit. using the word much. I think that if you watch the two, I have. It would be I've recently. If you watch, I got them back it on the back, Blu-rays, right? And I watched them back to back. Watch I it do for that, that shit. Watch it for that. And I watched it for that because I was like, it's the same. Like, because what I was noting was how it was shot for shot, the same. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was shot like, for shot the same, but but the actress was different. Like, but the but the edits go on a little longer. They linger on Doc a little more. They let him have just a little more freedom. Um, and I would say this that I, I and I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you entirely. I'm not saying that there isn't but any difference. And here's the thing: but I there, think, but it's not this huge. Difference I think that you're talking I think about. that as the film goes on in Back to the Future Two, I do I do not like Doc Brown very much in Back to the Future Two. I think he redeems it because he goes to very sort of sensitive places. Yeah, in Back to the Future Three that I really really like. I think he's really good 
in ba- I mean, Back to the Future 2, there's a, there's a lot about Back to the Future 2 that people complain about, and I'm still sort of a fan of it. I like it, because it's I'm, still Back to the Future. But I'm starting to stumble on the problem that Back to the Future 2 is a, is a very mean, ugly movie. Mean, that, ugly movie? That's yeah, you, an interesting that, perspective. That, be, that Biff has gone from being sort of a funny guy to... A funny, it, you know, to be pitied, Funny bully to be pitied, guy. bully who inexplicably the end of at Back to the Future 1 also becomes an attempted rapist. But okay. Um... That scene's a bit dark when he's in, when he's in the car with him. He's like, "No, you're gonna give it to me now," and that's when George shows up. Um, but in Back to the Future Two, I he, mean, it just you know what? That's so interesting that that's what you took away, and what I took away wasn't just that he was that he was like I felt like he was being that that bully. Like again, he's being a yeah, bully, but, in, but, in but in that, not actually like a rapist. Or not you, that dark. You but tell like, me what would have happened had George not shown up. What, was, what was going on in that scene? He was he was messing with her, sure, but I don't know that he would have actually, you know what I'm saying, gone all the way and raped her is, what, is all I'm saying. But in the second one, the thing is, is he is already a murderer. He's a murderer. No, the second one is very dark. He's, 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 I'll agree to that. Biff has murdered murdered George McFly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is absolutely, because it's now an inconvenience, prepared to murder a kid. He's yeah. 17, a 17 year old kid. He's supposed yeah. to be 17 and is ready to shoot a 17 year old kid point blank i think the character of biff in the second one very dark is insanely dark um but again much much more of a villain i like him as buford tannen in the third one i think he's kind of i i enjoy i enjoy thomas f wilson though i think he's a he's a fun character anyway i like him we digress uh we too really wait we digress christopher Christopher lloyd uh is started as commander cruise in star trek 3 and i think that look for a guy who didn't (laughs) you can't snore baby for for, for 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 stop it, Mr. A. You can sleep, but you can't snore. Mr. A, Mr. A, Mr. A. Wake up! Oh my, Mr. A, we can hear you. you're on mic. You're snoring. You have to be oh quiet my. when you sleep over there. Goodness gracious! He gives us a big thumbs up and goes back. To he sleep. has no idea. Like I have whole conversations oh with him while he's asleep. I love the thumbs up though. It's yeah, like, it's like okay. Even even sleeping, he's sardonic. <laughs> um. So, uh, but what I will give to Christopher Lloyd, while I don't entirely enjoy his performance as much as other ones, I will say he had no template. And so whatever else you can say about liking or disliking his performance, he is with no template from, they said, here's what we think Klingons are. He behaves and acts and speaks in a certain way that is emulated forever. Klingons from now on will in some way be based on the way that Christopher Lloyd portrays that role. Yeah. Um, uh, there are uh, so respect. Um, I do, I do respect it. Um, you have the in Star Trek Four. You have the Klingon. Uh, you have the Klingon uh, ambassador, the one who's all pissed at Kirk um, for blowing up the ship in Star Trek Three. He's that guy. He's he appears in a lot of stuff, and he's been in a bunch of Star Trek. But he's the guy who's like yelling and going and going. There will be no peace while Kirk lives. And I think that I think that what that guy because he's the next Klingon that you meet that has a bunch of lines and what that guy adds, he adds sort of the the regalness to the Klingons that that is added. I think that in a lot of ways, Worf is based on a combination of Christopher Lloyd and him when he starts. Because the, those are the two guys that you see because you have that guy. He speaks very formally. Yeah, he's not as fun as Christopher Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Um, not as aggressive, but you also see that he Klingons can. But there's ag- absolutely strength there, though. You know, he's by yeah, no means. He's Klingon. He's totally yeah. Klingon. He's Klingon as I would when I see that guy. He he behaves that I expect a Klingon would. Mm-hmm. But Christopher Lloyd's Klingon could not exist in an ambassadorial state 
Whereas this guy shows, you know what? Here's a different nuance to the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Clearly, this actor had to watch Christopher Lloyd's performance and go from there. Yeah. Clearly, when Michael Doran was cast, he had to watch both of those performances. And go from there. Which came after, Next Gen came after Star Trek IV mm-hmm. and go from there. Um, uh, you had David Warner as a Klingon in Star Trek V. No, I'm sorry. He was a human in Star Trek V. There was a different Klingon. So who's kind of a drunk in Star Trek Five? Yeah, six was where the he doesn't the do much, and were. then and by six you had already had you're already on to like season three of Next Gen, which is the Klingons are already a big deal. Uh-huh. You had already met Gowron, you had already met you know Duras. So I didn't actually Duras never impressed me. I was never never loved Duras. Um, Susie Plax yeah. Susie Plaxon, who played uh, Kalar Worf's mate. I always kind of had a problem with her. I didn't like her as Kalar. You know, I've honest like honestly, I think I've had mostly issues I, with with female klingons um like there have been a, a a couple few i think that that um that the wife of uh of actually i liked her very much of uh general martok yes. was awesome yes um there was there was a snottiness about her yeah but that came from strength that you know i think lurs and beto were very interesting um, I thought they i think that the uh the female klingon chancellor in star trek six was was an interesting character. Um, uh, I think that the the, the Klingons um, they do an interesting in Star Trek si- thing in Star Trek. I think we should talk about Star Trek Six because it's huge. Um, in Star Trek Six, you have the destruct. It's all about Klingons. You have the destruction of the Klingon Moon Praxis, which is essentially supposed to be Chernobyl. And we've talked about this. when We talked about Star Trek Six, um, and it explodes. The Klingons need help, and the Klingon Empire is in trouble. And are they ready for peace? Um, and you have so many great portrayals of nuanced Klingons in there. Not just uh, General Chang's aggressive. He wanted to. Fu- you felt like he wanted. Like if he had his druthers, he'd pull out a fucking batleth and kill everybody mm-hmm. on that bridge. But then you had uh, David Warner's almost gentle uh, as as Chancellor, whatever his name was. Um, Chancellor, what, who was he in there? Um, I'm gonna say Galron. It's not Martok. It's, not Gal- it's something. Uh-uh. Something. I feel bad that I don't know. Look it up. The Klingon high. Don't I don't be have so it. lazy. Anyway, him is he is sort of a gentle one. Um, they, there are a whole bunch of different characterizations of Klingons there, and then you have uh, um, who else do you have? You have um, Kern, Worf's brother, played by Tony Todd, the Candyman. What? Kern. Oh, oh. He's the Candyman. <laughs> we have Tony to realize. Todd. No, no, no. It, I know, but like, it took me a second to get to, to get. Like, yeah. I heard Candyman. I'm like, what the fuck is a Candyman? Is that like? Yeah, he's candy. Is candy. that like an ice cream man? But like, he sells he's, candy. He's Candyman. He's also the, in. Now I know what you're talking. He's about. also in yes. uh, Final Destination. Yes, I like um, him. Something about his voice is like just really engaging. Is very well, velvety. I, he's, he's one of the other Klingons that you meet. He's in uh, the second season where Riker has to like go on to a ship and he's part of it he's part of an exchange program and you get to see him interact with everybody it's really interesting it's where you see gach you know t- where they like to eat gach you learn about their their foods their wines um but i feel like by ds9 you really get into some things about klingon culture which are interesting to mention let's hit voyager really quick um voyager doesn't lend a whole lot to the klingon uh thing uh balana doesn't do much as a klingon however uh, and there's a, how far are you on voyager now um I'm somewhere in season two. All right. So I like just watched the episode where there was like um, two Voyagers. Oh. And they had to like go back to being one. 
Okay. It was some experiment. Like it was similar to some experiment, and antimatter like, can't it occupy like the, the same like space. A, like a first episode one that we already talked about. No, there are lots um, of multiple Voyager shows. Uh, so. And then there was uh, there was one. Uh, the I guess the last, the very last one I just watched was the one where, um, which actually was kind of nice to see Tuvok in this in this way, where he um, arrives, like he crash lands on this yeah. moon, and they're talking about you know trying to get something from these people that are very private. And normally don't associate with outside, you know, races. Have you seen Tuvix yet? Have they done Tuvix? I don't know, but he's crash landed on this this planet that they're scouting, and comes across these children. Okay, yeah, and they're scared. That's a good episode. It was actually really interesting to see Tuvok with these kids, you know, who were actually not kids apparently. Um, I which really was a weird. Like I felt like that that part actually irritated me a little bit because it felt like. Like they would just try to bullshit at the end, like like oh see we tricked you, but like seriously guys, I dig like, too much. You know fu- what? No no no. But how how you I expect me to I, believe that this that these little girls that this little girl by the end? I don't is, remember the episode very well. Okay, well like the premise by the time you get through it, right? Is welcome like, to Trekka. <laughs> how is this not Trek? I'm talking That's about right. Star Trek. Yeah, well, okay, we're all talking. Are about you Klingon. fucking kidding me? You're so ADD. And oh it, my god, it's worth noting that she's also checking her phone. While this is going Jesus, on. I can do five trillion things. Well, you want to know why? Because I'm a fucking ninja. You are, yeah. So anyway, I know nothing about ninjas. <laughs> nothing. Actually, you, clearly, if you watch my movies, I know nothing, you know about, nothing about ninjas. That's why I'm not a ninja in your movie. That's that's really the best way to describe how you know nothing about it. Um. Anyway, so he's finds these kids and they're scared of some mythological creature that comes and steals children in the night. Yeah. And you're like. He's like, that's just ridiculous, you because know, he's all, you know, Tuvok about some shit. And he then he's trying to fix his shuttle. They want to leave because they're scared. And he's, you know, trying to teach them the sort of things he would teach his children to calm them down. And they're acting like your typical children. You know, they're out of control. They're playing with things they shouldn't be playing with. So what happens in the end? And then by the end, you find out that they're actually the they're at the end of their lives. Like that, that race age backwards. ages backwards. They're, they're Benjamin fucking Button, and and yeah, and it's irritating because by the end now she's like, oh yeah, no, now you you remind me of my grandson. Like so, all of a sudden, this little girl who's yeah. been you know an eight year old or whatever she is the whole fucking episode. How do they get now out that of their they give you the vagina. big reveal? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> they don't talk about vajayjays. Like, and I'd like to ask that. I'd like to pose out? that question. Like, if I had been Janeway. Which is why they don't give me a starship. Yeah. I would have been like, yo, so so seriously, how does that work? Like, where's your JJ at? Like, like, does it... Like, if you're if you're little and that, they're bigger and, than you. And they're bi- like, yeah, like, how does that... Yeah. So Like, that, legitimately, like, logistically, how do you work that shit? I want to talk more about Tuvok, but I can't because we need, need to keep talking about Klingons. Um, All right. Uh, so, <laughs> so, I think that... Um, the one thing that I mean, it's spoiler. Who are we trying to find? I don't know. The, David the, something or David, another? can you? St- it doesn't matter. That's like 10 minutes ago. The audience doesn't care anymore. They care. You guys care. I just know you come care. on. Just talk to me, man. 
What? She's Five a, minutes ago. She's either checking her phone or she's like falling asleep. I am so tired. So, Stop being a pit. Ooh, the pants are Gorkon. Gorkon, thank you. <laughs> All right. See? So, see? Yeah, now everybody's it. happy. Everyone's so happy. Level in it. Dance. Awesome. Do a little fucking jig. Those who stuck around are like, yeah, this is the most fascinating show. Dude, ever. whatever. They're dancing a jig. You're the, only, you're the only hater over there. I like, hate everything. In your fucking chair and shit. I hate it. Yeah, I'm in my, here in my chair, in my large green <laughs> felt chair where I sit where when you we sit record. And hate. I sit in a large chair, so you know. There's a, and I put on devil horns. We <laughs> do it. I sit there. But I warm up by pointing at things and going, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Speaking of hate, I hate Twilight. I just want to say it. Oh, jeez. Um, I know. Um, Somebody was telling me tonight actually at the audition like somebody who's working on the movie with us was saying that she uh she really likes the twilight movies and i was like that's just not okay yeah like i love you and i think you're great because i just met her and she's really cool but she should be punched um, in the uterus though but i was like but, that, but saying that the movies are good is is almost unforgivable yeah like like you can say that the books are good and i will accept that but they're not. i know that you won't but i they're can not. accept they're that. awful but those movies are fucking awful like thought, just from a filmmaking standpoint i thought eclipse was okay standpoint. i thought eclipse was okay I, but here's the thing, right? Here's the rub. Like I've said all of this and I will watch this new movie. I, I want to see it because I have to see every vampire movie. Oh, really? It's just a thing. Okay. Like I've seen Blood and Donuts. That's a legitimate film called cool. Blood and Donuts. Wow. And it has vampires and it's not very good, but I will watch it because it's a vampire movie. So speaking about Klingons. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Klingon and vampires are so a lot alike because they, they both drink suck blood. blood. Wine. Yeah, they blood, 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 blood. Everything is about Star Trek. The game works. So <laughs> so when I was uh, when I was doing the Romulan thing at King's Dominion, um, they had certain episodes about Romulans. I will do a Romulan episode eventually, but they also had to train the Klingons on how to play Klingons. And the most the episode I, they, the, I would love to have been in the Klingon training. I can, can I just say the episode that they use the most to train the Klingons, uh, especially after that this episode came out, was an episode of DS Nine where Captain Cisco and and Chief O'Brien um, and I think Odo need to train to portray Klingons and war. Ah, yes, them. yes. And so, so. You know, it's I know this episode that you speak of. And and it, Avery, You know what here's the thing that Avery I think Brooks is so great the episode says, Show what you want, but don't get in the way of me and the blood wine. <laughs> <laughs> These teachers are hard to speak for. <laughs> like seriously? And <laughs> what I would say that we're talking about training is Klingons, like I have visions, right? I know this is not what actually yeah. happened, but like what I have in my head, like like you watch the special features for like the Matrix and they talk about all this intensive training where they actually learn um, you know, how to actually fight. Yeah. Like not how to do fight, you know, stage fighting, but like how to actually sure. do, you know, martial arts. So like I have this vision in my head, right? Of like learning how to actually be a Klingon. Like you have to learn to fight with a padlet and you have to you know, you have to have all of the traditional you have to learn the language. <laughs> like just well, you know, I have these Klingon you know the tenses you know in what, my head. You know what the you know what the tricks were? The tricks were one, you learn four or five phrases in Klingon. They but here's further. the thing: but What happens when that one that one super nerd comes up do you want me to, you and want knows me to how do to speak Klingon? What I'm doing, my friend Eric would do, who's a listener now, uh, one of the Klingons, is what, what 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 one of the gags where you be the the part guest, I'll be the Klingon. You know, hello human, how do I human? But I don't know how to speak Klingon. All right, let's let make something up and then and then say that, that act like they would. So so what does that even mean? Like like make up some Klingon thing and then pretend that you know what it's supposed to be. So. So they would go up to you and yes, human, how are you today? And you'd have the person go up to them and be like, "Nuk cha cha koka cha," and and they go, "That's a very interesting thing to say about your mother." 
and they would and they would go, no, what I said was no cha 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 cha, or they say no, what I said is that your your forehead is smooth. And they go, say it again. And they go no cha 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 cha, and you go ah, it's in the pronunciation. Yeah. You said it should be no cha 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 cha. <laughs> what you said was very similar, but what you said was about your mother and not about me. You should be very careful. People get very offended about that sort of thing. And, and that worked? Oh, yeah, I know, because people dug it. Because it, it was just like funny and fun for them? You didn't deny. You you absolutely engaged them in what they said. You acknowledged that what they meant to say what they were saying, but that they that they messed it up. Still it, keeping you intact and knowing yeah. how to speak Klingon. Exactly. See, yeah. but I couldn't, like, I would have been the actor in that job because this is just who I am. Yeah. That like would have gone and learned Klingon. It would be, it would be, you and know it would have been, I'm sure very grueling, but that's what I would have done. It would have been worthless to you. It would have been, no, but it wouldn't have, you would have been, you would have been a better performer by spending that time doing improv games because you got to know how to improv on your feet. Oh yeah, there. no, definitely. And I, and I, I would have done that too. I, I mean, the first three weeks was just good. doing improv games. The first like the, the learning because it was improv, improvisational theater in the round with no backstage. It's, yeah, there's you, an, and and no and no off like. Yeah. But the one thing we did do, or those of us who were really into it tried to do, was we did keep up on the latest episodes of Star Trek, so people would come up, and we would be able to reference know what things. was going on yeah. in the universe. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so we get to um, the next gen Klingons. Uh, we were talking about the Klingon women, who yeah, it's tough. Um, but then we get to one of my favorite two part episodes, uh, um, which is uh, Redemption one and two at the end of season four and the beginning of season five and next gen, which is the Klingon civil war. Um, and that's where we meet the, you know, the Duras sisters and the son of Duras and Worf and Kern and, and Worf's discommodation, then the redemption to his, you know, it was just, it's an astounding episode. You learn about the Klingon afterlife a little bit. Um, which I think is very interesting. That's and that happens a little later on next gen. It's huge on DS Nine. Yeah, you learn about Stovacor. I really like it on Deep Space Nine. Um, and there's one episode of Voyager where it matters too. And the other thing I really liked on DS Nine is uh, when a uh, spoiler alert, but I'm sure we've talked yeah. about it. Uh, when Jadzia and him get married, yeah. and there's the 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 story. Oh yeah, I uh, that. of the originals that you know the original couple. You know, yeah, Kalis and Kalis and uh, and um. What's his, see, whatever yeah you know who i'm talking about. yeah but uh, that that i really liked it it was it was that's one of those things i'm talking about that they'll come up with for klingons that just is the very culturally rich thing well it's fun to mention that that when the guy who created the klingon language that he didn't have any passive verbs he refused to have any passive verbs in the klingon language oh, interesting and then when they made star trek 6 they had to make klingon for to be or not to be which is a passive verb. It's the most passive verb there is. Is to be. Wow. He's, he's like, no, I deliberately did not uh, uh, create There's a reason. That. There's, yeah. There should be no translation. They can't say that. Yeah, but they had to. So. <laughs> um, here's, I want to talk real quick about Klingons that we've met who do other things. Um, my favorite of them is, well, first you have the Klingon, high, the, the Klingon ambassador in Star Trek IV. Who he's not a warrior. Mm. He's an ambassador. Well, there's the one that was a lawyer. I love that. I loved him. I love because they talk about it. He goes. He goes. Why would a Klingon be a lawyer? And he yeah. goes. He goes. The courtroom is my battlefield. He goes. He goes. Yes. After this, I will defend you. That would be a glorious battle to have to defend your case. Mm -hmm. And he goes. You don't care about the who, who wins. He goes. He goes. What I care about is the battle. I love it. 
Uh-huh. You know, like it still stays true. And that's the thing, because you got to imagine, like, like legitimately, like how can they function as a society if every motherfucking Joker is just out there fighting? Well, that's the thing. I think that's who we meet because they're because a that's who's society. out there. Yes, um, but like when you get back, you hear your know, wharf had a nursemaid. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't want to go out and fight a whole lot. She was his nursemaid. That's what she did. She was a nurse. But she probably saw raising yeah. him as a battle in and yeah. of itself. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's an outlook. Yeah. As opposed to, th- and that's what I mean by what I like that Martok did, is that he embraced that. But that you also have the, the fun-loving Cleons. Like you the, I like the restaurateur <laughs> who sings with the accordion on, on DS9. I love him. He's a big, fat Cleon who just, like, like just likes to sit back and, you know, there are plenty of Cleon politicians. You don't get the sense that these guys can go out and fight. No, but again, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. There's an aggression there. There's a contest. Yeah. It's not necessarily about a you know, quote unquote bloody yeah, fight. Totally. But there's that doesn't mean you're not fighting. That doesn't mean that you don't have that that spirit. Well, and I love the other one that we watched about how to train Klingons of all episodes was the one where Quark had to go. Uh, oh yeah when and, he got married yeah he got married and he had to go to the she, Klingon war. she was another Klingon female yeah. that I actually I, I liked, liked a lot I like some of the side I like like the Klingon females on Martok's ship I had no problem with they were fine I just didn't like Lurs and Bator like I felt like that was this this you know kitschy thing they came they up with playing at being to, yeah, yeah to make like oh they're Klingon females you know like this was you know what I mean you want to know who my like, favorite Klingon in, in, in all of Star Trek is in uh, in uh, maybe my favorite to watch actually now that I mention it, he's only oh. on screen for about two seconds. Um, uh, when um, and you got to watch this on next on uh, generations when uh, Malcolm McDowell like is forced down the ship and he hits one of the Klingon women and then he's like forced down. And she goes, "I hope for your sake that this was a mating ritual." <laughs> she says that to him. Well, behind him in the background. You can't see the face that I'm going to make. You're just going to have to find the frame. Watch that scene. But to the upper right-hand corner of the screen, I'll show you when we're done with the podcast, um, He there's this Klingon who's literally making a growl face the whole time going, <laughs> the whole shot. It's so distracting. Because <laughs> he's like, I'm Klingon. <laughs> That's why I hated when Bellotta, the, the girl who played her, yeah. In the show. Yeah. Like I do. I think she was very uncomfortable with the prosthetic. She was very uncomfortable with the teeth. I like her better as a half Klingon. Yes. As a half Klingon, I got no issue. Um, but I definitely felt like she, I mean. You have an things. issue. <laughs> okay. Here's the th- I've, I've decided to, to be less hateful. She's not as bad as she was at the beginning. She's not as bad as first season. No. And, and honestly, my issue isn't. Isn't necessarily that she's half Klingon. Yeah. It's that they abandoned it. That they made a big deal about yeah. it and then abandoned it. Like just fucking pick one. They like, go it's back the to the same it a reason later. that I don't they like go back to it a little later. like capri pants. Are they pants? Are they shorts? They don't fucking know. What? Like just make your decision. Either her being a Klingon is like a super difficult thing and it's a constant battle. There's, or there's, her being the, half Klingon is something that she's kind of come to terms with. There's and can a few deal. episodes in in near the end of the show. Um so when you already know this, but when she becomes pregnant. And you, you already like you, you've mentioned that you know that. So it, later in the show, there's a there's a wonderful episode. That deals I mean, with I'm that. curious to see when I when I get there because yeah. I'm not all the way through yet. And like I said, I don't I don't think it's a, not, a, a I don't think it's a problem. I'm on not the trying to intimate that se. she's growing because she doesn't grow as a character. Nobody no. on the show does. I don't think it's her as a character that's the issue. I think it was it's the way that with it's the written. Of the um, so the uh. So I like that. I like all the, the the different things that you can be as a Klingon. I like you hear Klingon music. You hear uh, 
you you see what they do for fun you see what they eat you hear their language um uh the first episode of enterprise is how we meet them uh which, which was really interesting um you get to meet the older klingons in that in that case uh you get you know you you get a sense of just sort of everything their sense of humor um uh, although i don't know if this was a choice in enterprise um that pretty much every klingon they met sort of after that that first situation um was really like super klingon well do you know what i'm saying like then they had a bounty out on you know well, what would our relationship with them be? You know, back if, then, I guess it yeah, was even I, I, more precarious than when you let's think put about it this way. If if you were a criminal and the only human you ever met was the cops, you would think that all humans are like the cops. The, yeah. Like like the they're not going to meet the Klingon restaurateurs. That's just not going to come up. They're not going to meet the Klingon politicians or the Klingon lawyers. No, but they were always trying to kill us mm-hmm. like every single time. Well, that's what they were into doing at that time. One, they were older, and two, they had a different relationship with us. Yeah. So okay. I, I mean, that's true. Um, I I guess the last Klingon we should talk about, um, because we're getting near the end of the episode, and it's one we should really talk about is Lieutenant Commander Worf. Of course. Um, need to talk or about Lieutenant Worf as he starts. Um, what an interesting idea if you're going to be put a Klingon in the Enterprise. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Um, and what an interesting version of the fish out of water story, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, because he's he's a fish out of water everywhere. Yep. There's nowhere. There's nowhere, nowhere where he's at home. A Klingon whose parents died, who was raised by humans, whose parents mm-hmm. were prominent in the Klingon Empire, whose father is eventually viewed as a traitor, and who's you know who is put into a position to. You know, both by being on the Enterprise and also because of the position of his father, uh, put in a position to uh, offend the entire High Council to save the Klingon Empire. He's uh, the most telling moment for Worf for me ever was an uh, was uh, in Redemption when he's doing a shooting match with uh, Guinan, and Guinan looks at him, and and she goes, uh, uh, she goes, she says something, and he doesn't laugh, and he goes, Klingons do not laugh. And she goes, yes, they do. Yes, they do. They absolutely, they do. Yeah. I've heard Klingon belly laughs. It'll curl your hair. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, he goes well, I, I, do, I do not feel like laughing. And she goes, other, feel like, other Klingons feel like laughing. And she goes, well, he goes, well, perhaps I do not feel like other Klingons. Mm-hmm. It was just an interesting moment where you go, oh, that's the character. Uh-huh. He's not like other Klingons. Yeah, because he's not he's not lived that way. Yeah, and like he, he's had to sort of deal with his own shit. In and and this is sort of that classic nature versus nurture. And and while me personally, I tend to think you kind of you are born who you are. Yeah. But but then on top of that, what your experiences are kind of yeah. shape the way you interact. You know, like well, what he, that nature means. He is he is definitely uh, he he is definitely he's honorable to the point of a fault. Mm-hmm. He's serious to the point where it destroys his relationships. Yep. He uh, he has problems making friends. Um, and Michael Dorn plays him with such a sense of humor a lot of the times. I know. He's a big a lot of the times. You know, especially on Next Gen, he was the guy who always lost in a fight to show you how powerful the bad guy was. So yeah. if you needed <laughs> to show like his purpose, <laughs> if you needed to show that someone was strong, Worf would go fight them. They'd knock him down. And then you'd be it, like, oh, oh shit. shit. He just knocked down Worf. Fuck. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, so that was, that was what Worf 
that was what Worf uh, was. But in on DS9, it became so nuanced. He was married. He was a, a, yeah. a widower eventually. He's a, and you could tell the, the, like the depth of his feeling for Jadzia. You knew him you as a, you knew him as a single father. Yeah. Um, you knew him as as with a son who didn't want to be Klingon. Mm-hmm. You knew you just learned to appreciate him. And then when his son grew up, his son was a bit of a loser, but had his own things about him that were cool. So you learned, you 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 know, and I feel like this a little bit with my own dad. My dad's very into sports. My dad's very outdoorsy. He's very, <laughs> you know, I I have a he only recently because of the ninjas movies. Have, I mean, I I suppose he always appreciated what I did, and he supported me in plays and stuff. But only recently do I feel like he thinks I've become accomplished. Um, mm. and that's the thing. A son who can be accomplished in other things who is nothing like his father um mm, and and yeah. uh you just get to see him run all of the you know the the gambit from from outsider to family man to true fighter to you know to, to avenger f- to like he's everything he's yeah. he, a, a fully rounded character but never really klingon you never get mm-hmm. the sense that he is well at- and to fred like he's he, like the the relationship that he has with martog yeah is is a beautiful one and the and the way that it like the things that happen between those two alone like that sort of show you who he is as a as a dude is just it's so sad that for absolutely no reason for star trek nemesis the last time you see him he <laughs> just decides to go be the operations officer or the, uh-huh. the tactical officer in the I'll, I'll just do this i'm just gonna do this now uh-huh. fuck it i'm <laughs> well, not even gonna explain that anymore you, you know what it was he became a drunk that's what happened he he lost his, that's what i've decided he became a drunk what? he was always on the on the blood wine and, <laughs> and he got he got i can't even imagine Worf yeah, being like that he got, he got kicked out you know what what happened is right what He's, happened was yeah he just he just started getting into the blood wine and eventually martyr was like Worf can't have you here anymore Worf. <laughs> Worf's like i must be here please let me i'm just a little just a little drunk no Worf. no go to something else and so he finally goes to picard and picard's like you can come aboard my ship, and he's like, and then he got off the sauce, and so maybe that's maybe that's what we're seeing there is that like he's like it's Worf on his way back, and that's why he's so. So, so what you're so let me let me get this straight. In this scenario, the Enterprise is Worf. rehab. It's like no, it's you know the Enterprise is slumming it. Enter- no, it's rehab. No, it's slumming. He's got to like, go there. Then the card is like whoa. It's like the PhD. It's like the PhD who takes like the manager job at Subway because he. He lost his job like this guy was second in command of the entire like klingon empire he was yeah. you know and 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 yet here is tactical energy like you feel like so, something must have gone down where, th- where shit didn't work out and here's so what, no i feel like there's two scenarios either that he's there for you know i like to go to scenario, rehab yeah or or he um and this you would need to have actually given us something yeah. right like the circumstances were so dire or you know whatever it was like i'm i'm with you because i'm loyal like that which yeah. he is. You know what it should have been? He should have been there in sort of a traditional Klingon garb and the ship should have had to leave really quickly. And but that sh- would have been, I feel like, the, like I get where you're going with he that, but I feel Starfleet like it would have, but it would have been, it would have been weird, right? Because then people like, think about it from a, just a purely pragmatic standpoint. Like if you're watching this movie for the first time, well, like, no, I get it. Here's have, the reason. You wouldn't is have it, known what the fuck and it would have been the weird. Yeah, because, like, because you know what? Next Gen and even Insurrection had, had, you know, 20 million viewers let's say yeah maybe 25 million viewers and the final episode of ds9 had 7 million 
Yeah. And you can't cater to the seven million and confuse the hell the, out of the, the, hell out of the other, you know, millions. And, and, That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like there, but I do think there was a way they could have. Sure. They did it two movies before. You just acknowledge yeah. that. But the fact that he's a commander on a starship is like, really? But, you know, there's so much wrong with We talked. We've beaten Nemesis to death. Poor Nemesis. Poor Nemesis. So, um, so listen, man, that's there's so much more to say about the Klingons. We might hit them again one day, but like for now. I don't know about you, motherfucker, but I'm never hitting a Klingon. I don't want to get no, it back. No, <laughs> un- unless you want to prove how strong you are, then just hit Worf. And then just hit, just hit Worf. And then everyone will go, ooh, and then ooh. and then Data will step in. And then Data will step in and be like, fuck. Yeah, Worf is the guy who's tough, but not as tough as Data. No, because Data is <laughs> a human. Yeah. Right? Like, Worf is still, like, mortal. <laughs> So, <laughs> so to, to to quote but the, badass to quote the 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 daughter of Gorkon, human rights, the very name is racist. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um. So uh, that's it, man. Do you have anything else you want to say about about Klingons? Mashka, kapra, nukta o kuchka e. That's not even real. Yes, it is. That there. means where is a good restaurant. You foolish shit. Nukta o kuka e is where is a good restroom, and you don't want to get those confused. You're full of shit. Uh, you just made that shit up. I did up. not make it up. Yeah, Look it up. you did. No, it's from King's You're Dominion. You're a maker-upper motherfucker. I know, I, I know it from King's Dominion, man. Really? Yeah. You expect... How long ago was that again? Really? I know the name of really? every fucking episode. Really? That something you went and did for three years. You think I don't remember that shit? Eric O'Brien. You're listening right now. Can you please look up Alexia Poe? <laughs> That's Alex. It's the name Alex with an Ia. With last an Ia at with the end, the right? I-A. Last name is Poe. Um, and can you please? Can, can you, you please me, educate me? Can I you guess, please apparently. educate her that I'm to Eric? I know you're listening, man. You know. <laughs> Hello, Commander. Eric, don't be Captain. on his side. Just, you know, Captain I'm just Toroth. Toroth, I know you're listening. For, for one reason, right. my titties are way bigger than his and for That's another. True. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Only slightly. <laughs> only, sli- only, only slightly. What titties are you looking at? And and my penis is marginally larger than yours. No, um. that's not even true. And my penis is bigger. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Gross. Awesome. What a way to end a show. <laughs> you know, I got to take it to a weird place. Yeah, my name's Justin. <laughs> my name's Alexia. Check off. Check off, Bidez. Trek Off isn't the only fun free podcast you can find on the Enlight Podcast Network. Go over to Pop Off to listen to the Pop Off Podcast, popoffpodcast.com. You can also hear Ninjas vs. You, the hot mess with Phil Stamper, and the Suckcast by going to endlightpodcast.com or look, just search EPN on iTunes, EPN, and subscribe. Be sure to rate us on Facebook and watch Ninjas vs. Vampires streaming on Netflix. Also, don't forget to like us on Facebook. Search for Endlight Podcast Network and all also for Trek Off Podcast on Facebook and be sure to like both of those. And on Twitter, be sure to follow at Trek Off Podcast and also at Ninjas Versus.